Hi there, my friend. It is Wendy Billy with Speak Your Truth. I'm back for episode number three. Uh, my second recording for you this morning, since I was sitting downstairs post-coffee on a beautiful morning of stepping my feet in the dewy grass and greeting my day as I look to the direction of the east as I let the sun pour upon me. And everything kind of went into a shit show storm. 25 minutes of recording. It did not record my voice. <laughs> I guess it's not such a shit storm. My goodness, it is not a third world problem. But what I am doing right now is I brought my recording stuff upstairs. It just feels brighter. It feels lighter. And that is the energetic space I want to be in as I share this sweet, sweet, enduring, powerful, profound story with you guys. So apparently I was being told, hey girl, don't shoot this, or should I say, don't record this one in the basement. You need to be in the bright, bright lightness of day. So you may hear little birds, you may hear dogs barking in the neighborhood, which is very apropos for the story I'm going to be sharing with you today. I'm calling our talk on love. Yes, on love. And if you are like me, whether it be in my personal loving relationship, life in general, you go through those periods of seeking love, looking for it, waiting for the words and the signs. But today's story is about just about being love, just being it rather than seeking it. The story is about a dog named Coral. Now, I met Coral last week. Um, every week I volunteer at a humane society. And when I started volunteering there, I don't know how long it's been, not that long, a few months, it was my heart's intention to connect with the big dogs. My Nina dog, I don't know, maybe she's like 60 pounds. My dog before Nina, Java dog, was about 70 pounds. My dog before Java dog, Molly girl, was probably, well, she was also a big dog, maybe around 55 pounds. So there is a sweet spot inside of me for the bigger dogs that have been abandoned, left behind, and they need to find a forever home. So I started volunteering with that intent, is to help the big dogs find their forever homes and to just socialize with them, be with them, walk with them, just get to know them and to help them to show their true selves how perfect now that you hear Nina Dog lapping her water because I'm going to talk about energy a little bit in this session and in particular the energy center that has to do with the element of water. Okay, so I want you to get to meet Coral. When I walk back into the kennels of the Humane Society where all the dogs are, it is always an extremely loud rock concert. Every dog starts barking and it is just whatever is going on, whether like pay attention to me or stay away from me, whatever their story is, it is audible to say the least. So that's what it typically sounds like. I just work amongst that, amidst that. And I had just walked my fifth dog 
And I was putting Daisy Girl back in her kennel, who is a sweet little pit bull mix, real short, cream colored with kind of the tan colors mixed in with a black spot over its eye. And I was about to say goodbye to all the dogs. And I look to the left of Daisy's kennel and I see a vacant kennel. And then I see another kennel beside that in the corner. Now, mind you, I thought those last two kennels were just vacant. But as I looked, that last kennel had a white sheet on the door. The white sheet indicates that there's a dog inside there and it contains some of their information. So I walk back over there and I look down and there is this dog real low, kind of looking up at me, peeking up above its forehead to see if it can see me. It was crouched so low. And I go to read the paper, and right before I read the paper, a woman who works at the Humane Society walked up, and she goes, that's Coral. And her, her voice is really quiet. Nina's putting on a real show for you guys. Now she jumped up on her little bench and is looking outside. She knows we're talking about dogs. So anyway, she said, that's Coral. And I said, I don't remember her from last week. And she goes, well, I'm pretty sure she was here. So we looked at the paper, which has the information. And sure enough, Coral had been there for a couple weeks. And she goes, oh, that's right. We had to have her in the back, back kennels because we didn't know how she was. So they do that if they don't know if the dog is aggressive or if they've come from a pretty tough situation to just monitor the dogs for a while. And indeed, Coral came from a very tough situation. And this woman proceeded to say in a very soft voice, we're pretty sure it was a male. Now, I knew right away what she meant by that is Coral had been abused by a man. This woman walks away and I get down low and I put my palms up against the kennel and just let the energy emitting from my hands to have Coral feel that first. And then I telepathically spoke to Coral dogs pick up on our thoughts like that. And so I didn't need to say anything out loud. I didn't know how she would attune to my voice. And so silently, I just introduced myself saying, I'm Wendy and I'm here out of kindness, out of tenderness and just want to spend some time with her. She took a little bit closer step to the front of the kennel and then I spoke audibly sharing some of those similar words and then I asked her if it was okay if I came inside of her kennel and just as I went to click the latch open the entire kennel all 15 other dogs that had been barking this whole time mind you got silent silent and I cracked open Coral's kennel got down real low with her and just said, you are safe and you are loved. And we had a little bit more interaction of me just staying real low with her and staying with her. We got to the point where I asked her if it was okay if we went outside and went for a walk. So I got a leash. I clicked it onto the hook on her collar and we stepped out of her kennel. Mind you, the kennel is still silent. And as Coral walked by Daisy's kennel, Daisy walked up close, 
put her nose up to the kennel and gave a little, we go to the next one. He walks up real close, nose to the kennel, as Coral looks at them too. The four to five dogs we walked by all stepped forward and watched Coral walk by. As soon as we rounded the corner where they can no longer see me or Coral, and they knew the door was about to be opened to the backyard, the whole kennel lit up with barking again. So if that wasn't incredible and profound enough to know that an entire kennel of dogs in a humane society held sacred space for Coral as if they could feel her former trauma and abuse, as if they could truly resonate with that and know the pain, the depths of the pain that she had experienced. And so they got quiet, silent, to help her truly feel so she could indeed heal. So that was just an incredible experience. So we get outside and I go in the area where I typically walk the dogs. And my voice raised a little bit like it is with you because I was talking in a very quiet voice. If you don't think I have a quiet voice enough, I just, a little bit of my intonation changed. I'm like, Coral, are you ready? And I look back and as soon as my voice changed a little bit, she hit the deck. She got so low and is crouching and is kind of looking up, you know, above her eyebrows to see what I was going to do next. And in that flash, I could see her former human in her life kicking her. And I was like, okay, girl, now let's go out front. Let's go sit in the grass together. So I went to a sunny spot in the front and sat down on the grass, extended one leg out straight and tucked the other one in towards my pelvis, kind of like a yoga-esque move. And I invited Coral in to sit with me. When she came right into the nook of my warmth and my being, I held her. I put one hand at her chest, which would be right where her heart would be. I put the other one at the back of her heart, and I just allowed healing emit through me as a healing conduit to help her find that essence of trust, of love, of tenderness. And she leaned into it, and I stayed with it. I then worked through the rest of the chakras within her, and then we just stayed in that space of me sharing love, being love for her, and she just received. I even sang to her. And so just in that nurturing and supportive way, I allowed her to just be loved. So after a little while, I asked her if she was ready, if she's ready for a walk. So we get up. And when she stood up, she looked at me. And it was the sweetest look of, thank you. Thank you for helping me work through this. So we went on a little walk. And as Coral was sniffing every little thing for the first time, it was like, you're letting me sniff without being angry? You're letting me experience my life? without telling me I'm doing something wrong. You're letting me just be me. 
Because the first couple sniffed, she'd sniff and then she'd look back at me and I'm like, you're okay. You're okay. You do whatever you'd like, sweet girl. And so she even pointed out a, a piece of trash that she sniffed. So I picked it up to throw in the garbage later. And so when I felt it was time, I took her back in through the front door of the Humane Society. And as I walked in the front door, there were several workers, maybe another volunteer, and everyone stood and got quiet. And the first woman to speak, she goes, Coral, you're out of your kennel. And I realized what a really special time this was for Coral. And that whole staff stood and quiet and supported her. And I gently invited one woman to come in and to pet her. And Coral allowed that. So we went back to the kennel and I put Coral back and I thanked her. I thanked her for letting me, allowing me to share some love. And most importantly, thanking her for receiving it. So I want to pause here for just a second, actually for about 15 seconds. And I want you to just drink in that you are pure love. Yes, you are pure love. And I want you to think about some people in your life right now, animals, humans, that could use your tribal loving support. And I want us to just take this moment of silence for you to just send that love to a person or a group of people in supporting them and knowing that they are loved. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you for taking that moment to pause and send your love to the collective. Oh, we so need love. So I knew I wanted to share the story of Coral. When I got into my car and left that humane society, it was very clear that so many people could heal from the story that I just shared. But I also, when I was in my kitchen, I just stood there and I said, is there any other spiritual information that you would like me to share? And I was drawn to look at my kitchen counter. And I had a stack of things on the kitchen counter. On the top of this stack was this little notebook. On top of this notebook, there are little cactuses, actually. And that notebook was open. I thought, oh, that's strange. I haven't opened up that little notebook. Now, this is just blank sheets of paper, except the first sheet is written on. One of my shamanic healing and spiritual coaching clients had given that to me when we finished working together, and she just really wanted me to have this. And she calls it her God journal or her God box. And written on that sheet is just a paragraph. So I noticed that. And so then I turn around, but I didn't think that was it, right? So I turn around and then sitting next to that was a book I am reading from Marianne Williamson called A Return to Love. And I thought, oh, well, I bet you have something to say. 
and I opened it up. And indeed, right where I opened it up, it said, God is the love within us. I was like, God is the love within us. Yes, absolutely. Even though I don't use the word God, I do feel that God is divine love and that it sits within me, it sits within you, and it sits within everything, which makes just beautiful, perfect understanding of how all those dogs in that kennel picked up on their divine love essence and shared that with Coral. So I got that. And I was like, is there anything else? And again, my head was pulled to turn to look back to my kitchen counter. And I don't think I shared with you, but that little notebook, I closed it, right? I thought, oh, that's weird. You know, I had closed it, that one from my client. And when I turned back around again, the notebook was open again. I am not kidding you. (laughs) The notebook was open again. I was like, okay, I got to read again what that paragraph says. And here's what it says. Good morning. This is God. I will be handling all your problems today. I will not need your help, so have a good day. And I read that. And at that moment, I thought, well, this session, we're not talking about God. We're talking about dogs. And then I realized God backwards is dog. And I was being called to share. Yes, you are spot on, Wendy, on sharing the story of Coral Dog. But remind them, share with them, see if it is truth that speaks to them, that God is love. So, and that's what that whole story was about. It was about love. And so then the last thing, I'm like, okay, I got it. Check. I will share that. Is there anything else? And sure enough, I find myself walking into the other room and I pick up this book that On occasion, I will just open it up and garner some sweet wisdom. It is by Jamie Sams, and I just adore her writing. And so this is the paragraph from the page I opened it up to that I am going to close our chat together with today. Whether we observe other people or nature or scenarios from life, everything can teach us how to grow. When we see behavior that we cannot tolerate or a role model we want to be like, we can use these examples to create a new awareness within the self. We can alter our patterns of behavior to reflect the best of who and what we are, noticing what we do not want to be as well as what we want others to see in us. The Great Smoking Mirror reminds us that everything that we perceive is for a reason. These human beings who notice everything they come in contact with know that there is a reason for every experience. The Mayans were right when they said, I am another one of yourself. I am another one of yourself. As you speak your truth, I will heal. As I speak my truth, you will heal. Thank you for being with me, friend. If these episodes are speaking to your soul, 
I would love if you would head on over to iTunes and rate this show so more people can find us as we create a beautiful collective tribe of people crawling out from underneath whatever false sense they are hiding from and break open their radical truth. That's the type of tribal brothers and sisters and animals and trees that I would love to live amongst day in and day out. So thank you for that. Last little thing. If you have a poem, a quote, things that just really speak to you, I would love if you would share those with me. I am forever being drawn to words to be shared and I will speak them. I will weave them in to future episodes. So head on over to my website, wendybilly.com and you can submit a uh, your words to share with me. Thank you for being here, my friend. And until we meet again, until our paths cross here, there, or anywhere. Be awesome. Be radically authentic. Be you. And by all means, speak your truth. I feel right now like the end of an incredible musical album where there's a hidden track, and that's what this is. I had shared with you that I was going to talk about the element of water. Remember when Nina Dog was drinking so loudly out of her water bowl? Well, here's the tie-in with that. How Coral shared with us her deepest feelings, right? And that when we allow ourselves to feel, we will heal. Well, I had started balancing coral within her heart chakra, allowing that to come into a state of harmony and then worked through the other energy centers within her body. But our second energy center, the one that sits deep within our low belly, deep into our spinal area, is what is called the sacral chakra energy center. And the interesting thing about that is it is the center of emotions. It is where we allow ourselves to feel and truly heal as adults. It's where we flow with the water's currents and send those old emotions floating down that river, those that no longer are serving us. And what is the color of that second energy center? An orange, a coral. So there you go the little extra piece of magic I wanted to share with you.